Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Bizarre Encounters, this fun, exciting weekly episode. I, I do. My name is Ghost. I have my homie, my ride or die, whatever you want to call him. You know, my co-host with the most. I, he's more the, uh, the, the planner, the organizer, the guy that gets things done for the show. Shane Jones, how are you, my friend? Hello, hello, hello. I, we're more so like, I always like to use the terminology like host A and host one, because it's like yeah. we're both equal host not as much co-host because i feel like that name always kind of like throws people off like there's one more in charge than the other we're we're pretty yeah. equal here we're, we're oh, straight absolutely. partners in crime we're like one of those superhero teams that's not a sidekick and a superhero it's like the two superheroes that just rock that shit yeah it's like batman and superman fighting together exactly perfect example oh yeah so uh everybody listening you know make sure you like share subscribe go over to apple itunes Give us a five-star rating and review. If you don't want to do the review, hit over to uh, Spotify. Hit the five-star walk away. So easy. Uh, don't forget to check out our social media. We did start a Telegram group. Uh, it's Bizarre Encounter Chat. So so go over there. Hit us up. You know, we'll, we'll chat back and forth with you. And don't forget, you know, Bizarre Encounters has its own Instagram. So DM us. We love seeing the DMs fly in. Uh, I will say Shane is a lot more active and gets to him before I do. He's just quick on the draw like that. So um, also head on over to Patreon uh, for early access. And if you want to know how to get to any of that, just hit up our link tree. It's in, a, it's in the show notes. It's in the bio. Everywhere that we post anything, you're going to get the link tree. And, it, and any question that you have on where to get us, how to get in contact with us is our link tree. And if you really, really, really love our show and you want to just contribute a little bit of something, you know, maybe buy us a pop, like whatever you want to do, man. You can totally donate through our anchor. Uh, we're probably going to get more methods of being able to do that set up as we roll on. But currently, if you would like to donate to the show, which we would greatly appreciate, and we'll definitely give you a shout out on the show if you uh, include maybe a nice little message, even if you shoot it over on Instagram. Uh, yeah, go and uh, donate on our anchor host. Super easy. Uh, we also, awesome, awesome, have a little merch store set up. I uh, should be adding some more designs on there soon. Right now, we just have like our main logo design, but still pretty damn sweet. I mean, look at our logo. Come on. I worked hard on that thing. So <laughs> go and check that out. Links also available through the link tree, just like everything else we've been talking about. And uh, we got a special, special announcement from our uh, collab. I don't even want to say sponsor. It's not so much a sponsor as, as much as it's like a team up. But we have something super cool coming this month. Before the end of the month, we will be doing a t-shirt giveaway with Crypto Theology. And uh, 
I don't want to say exactly what it is or give away the design because it's gonna gonna ruin the release of it. But we have this awesome collab design coming. It's uh gonna be a let's just say a reference to something else. Super duper cool. It's in the works. We've been I, I I'm super excited. I can't wait to show you guys this. Let's just say this design is fucking toasty. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, if you want to come and check out any of that, including crypto theology. Quick and easy. Linktree is L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Bizarre Encounters. And for you today, we unfortunately aren't doing a dive episode, but this will be the first episode of its kind. We are finally getting to do a listener encounter episode, which is you know something we've been talking about at the end of the show, trying to get people to uh, hit us up, uh, send us their experiences. We have one, one awesome dude who would love to share his experiences. He's never done it before. And he's also our number one listener. Weirdly enough, we just uh, gave him a shout out last week. Uh, his name's Riley. Welcome, Riley, to the show. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going good, man. How are you? Oh, pretty good. On vacation. Can't ask for much better. No, you can't. Uh, do you have any uh, social media you want to plug or anything? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Not that's, yet. That's fair enough. Some, sometimes it's better not to be found. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Coming in with the anonymous stories. No, actually, no, you put your name. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh, from what I was hearing, man, I hear you have a plethora of awesome experiences and stories that you would love to share today. And we would love to get all the full gritty details. Hopefully you don't cut anything out. Like we want it exactly how you know it, bro. So I guess the best point to start is from the beginning. So going from your first experience, enlighten us out of all of the awesome things. Well, not awesome, but interesting experiences that have happened to you. It sounds like a plan. Uh, I'd have to say my first experience is actually one of my biggest. Uh, it was in 2017. I was coming home from uh, robotics practice, and it was about 10, 10.30 o'clock at night. And driving down the coast of uh, Lake Michigan, and I was looking up in the sky because I grew up watching ancient, so they always say keep your eyes on the sky. So I always did. And um, I'm driving and I get pretty close to home and I look over the tree line and I see these five bright orangish red lights just, you know, maybe quarter mile off the coastline. I'm like, what the hell is that? And so I keep on watching them and they're just standing there. I decided to give my dad a call and I'm like, you're never going to believe this. He's like, let me guess. You're looking over the lake right now, and you see something. I'm like, there's five orange, uh, there's five orange orbs just floating there. Keep on. He's like, just keep on watching them. So, I do, and I lose them in the tree line for a little, you know, 15 seconds. And as I continue to drive. I get a clear view of them again, and before I know it, they just zip off into the horizon and don't see them anymore. They're just gone. Were these lights like all on one UFO, or was it five separate UFOs? They, I think it was close enough that they could have been one, but it also, you see those videos and stuff of five that look, you know, in a formation that look like they could be one. But I would say it probably was one just because the angle at which they came, they all went off in unison, remained in the same lateral shape. So just 
zipped off over the lake. Hmm. Were they, what pattern were they in? Were they like a line, a circle, triangle? It, w- it was almost like a pentagon. Oh, okay. Nice. Because I've seen some of the ones where it's like, you'll see a couple different orange or reddish colored dots and they'll all kind of sit in one spot and then they'll all start kind of zipping off from each other and kind of mm-hmm. go into like scattered patterns, all come together and then fly off. So I didn't know if it was something like that because I've experienced that myself and I've talked to a few people who have seen something like that and they seem to be something that's somewhat familiar in Michigan at least because I know both of us are Michiganders. So I didn't know if it was the same experience or not, but the fact that your dad also saw it makes it that much more fascinating. Oh, he he didn't see it. He just he got used to me saying, you know, I th- I think I saw something. <laughs> but this this time I had the harder definitive proof and well, I could s- it was something more than just like an orange light in the sky. It was multiple close and I could it stayed there, weren't moving and took I could see him take off. So, he was he believed me pretty much there. Like how fast did they take off? Was it like, like a snap of a finger? Just like it was gone. Ins- instantaneous. Wow. Because <laughs> so I've seen a, a few orbs, especially during the lockdown, uh, when there wasn't much air traffic, and and you'd look into the sky, man. I was seeing a lot of shit. And I remember one night, we were my wife and I were out on the deck, and she was looking in the opposite direction, and I looked up and I was like, "Babe, look at that!" And by the time I got that out of my mouth and she turned around it gone and it was like this this red orb was just going just scooting across the sky and then all of a sudden it just went and she's like what i'm like why didn't you turn around faster (laughs) i saw (laughs) like well i'm sorry (laughs) you know the you know the husband and wife bickering at, at each other over you know nonsense but yeah it was it was crazy seeing a lot of weird stuff in the sky during the lockdowns yeah, um, you know, and that's probably a big thing going with the, there wasn't a lot of traffic because I mean, I'll get to them here in a little bit, but you're right. I mean, during the lockdown, I was seeing a lot more stuff because where I'm at, I'm in between, you know, five, six decent sized airports, two mm-hmm. out of Chicago. Then you got South End and then Grand Rapids and Kalamazoo. There's planes flying all over. So so I've heard of an uptake almost everywhere in the United States as far as that goes. I uh, have a buddy that is in Hawaii, uh, shout out to Loomis from Chan It Down, who also noticed a huge uptake in UFO sightings, even in Hawaii. And he said that they'll like come look like they're coming out from like somewhere in the water more often than not if you do see like a starting point. Um, but he said he purposely even bought a chair, one of those like layback chairs so that he can watch the sky. And he said almost at least once a week, I think he was saying he was seeing at least one thing that was just really weird and off. That was clearly not any type of plane. And like the orange lights, like correct me if I'm wrong, any listeners, but I don't know of any like commonly used aircraft that has orange lights at the bottom of it. But uh, no, also no, when it for comes to uh, civilian or military, you're going to have a, a bluish green on one and a red on the other. And then you have an actual white strobe on the on the tail. So orange isn't a very common color. Hmm. And uh, just for shits and giggles, because I always like to ask people their opinions on things because, you know, never, nobody really knows for sure. So it's all opinion based. Um, as far as I go, my opinions on things change constantly. So don't feel like you're being quoted on it or anything. But uh, like, what do you believe that 
aliens ufos are do you think that there's something that's from another planet do you see it as something that's interdimensional like what's kind of your view or take on it it that's a tough one for me because my growing up my whole life i always uh believed you know they're coming from different planets different star systems but now with all the stuff coming out like that there's a good chance they could be interdimensional or even you know fallen angels and stuff like that it's i'm riding the line in between one both of them and i honestly think it could be both of them because the universe is so vast and we know nothing about it that's kind of, that's kind of where i'm at too man if i like just because i like to entertain all ideas because nobody really knows anything for sure but i mean we're looking at it like it could be one phenomenon it could be multiple phenomenons that everybody kind of takes as the same phenomenon where you know if there are archangels for example fallen angels nephilim all this kind of stuff going on then there's the extraterrestrials like honestly i could see it as different things different entities that were all kind of grouping the same together and that's just me personally yeah i mean like you said there is no <laughs> definitive answers no none and i don't even know where i stand you know what i mean because i mean like like you were saying fallen angels you get into nephilim it, with, with you know could be big you know sasquatch whatever uh, then you talk to people that have had abduction stories and, and did secret military, you know, experiments and shit like that. And it's like trying to sit there and put your mind around everything that, that you're, you're taking in and you're just like, Ooh, you know, uh, at the end of the day, we know nothing about anything. I mean, half of them also just to add a third one in there could be testing of, like new government ships, you know what I mean? That they're purposely trying to hide what they have by now saying that, oh, you know, they're, they're not recognizing UFOs that well, they have a different name for it, but UAP. they're recognizing it. UAV. Yeah. They uh, could purposely be doing that so that they can hide their secret projects easier, you know? Mm -hmm. So rather than people just assuming that's military base, they're like, oh, it's an alien. Now they can kind of push all that forward and not even getting into like project blue book. Um, you know, with the whole concept of faking an alien invasion. I mean, that's just kind of pushing that forward, too, on top of the fact that you know, they're Bluebeam. acknowledging it. Bluebeam, yes. <laughs> Blue Book was the, uh, the actual government looking into aliens back after Roswell and what have you. Yeah, I always... Uh, I have so much information in my head half the time that it's like if they have similar words, sometimes I've, I flip flop them. But you know what I'm getting at, at least. Uh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I was about to say beam, and then I was like, no, I think it's this one. <laughs> Too much no information worries. intake, man. <laughs> I had a lady on that uh, she does Project Zoo Book, and she she did a moniker off Project Blue Book, and it. At one point in the interview, I'm like, yeah, Project Blue Book, or sorry, you know, <laughs> she's like, no, no worries. It happens all the time. And just to fuck people up more, there's also Black Book Projects. <laughs> but uh, where do you want to go next? Um, let's, uh, I think I have uh, one more UFO from back then. Well, this one I'm not 100% sure about, but had multiple witnesses and we we talk about it every once in a while and we're still not sure to this day but my family we got a big old berry farm and uh you can see i mean there's no trees or anything around it's just clear blue skies and one summer 
uh, when I was spending a lot of time working out there, uh, me and my grandfather would sit on the porch on break and in this exact same spot over the lake, we just see the silver, we called it the silver bullet. And it would just sit the, in the same spot for, you know, 10 minutes. And we always thought, oh, it's a balloon or something like that. And we would turn away, start talking, because we figured, oh, it's sitting there so long. It's not, it's nothing. It's not going to do anything. And then every time we turned around, stopped talking, just disappeared. But around the same time every day, middle of the afternoon, that exact same spot. Is there uh, any like military bases or anything near that area? Uh, I'm not so sure. I know Grand Rapids has a little bit, but this was out towards. Uh, so if you're looking over the lake, it'd be north of Chicago if you're looking directly across the lake. See, so. I always question everything that sits still because the only thing that can really fly and sit still realistically is a helicopter and they're very easily distinguishable. So if there's mm -hmm. anything that sits just in one random place in the sky, it's definitely something that sparks my interest. Mm -hmm. Especially if it comes back to the same spot multiple times, multiple days. Like it almost makes me wonder if there's something in that area that even if you're looking at it from, you know, if it's like a military thing, like there, there's something interesting going on in that area that they're clearly trying to look over because they're not just testing something by having it sit in the same place five days in a row or whatever happened, you know, length of time. Like it just, it's a little bit weird and off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the shape and what have you, I might be dating myself, but the way you described it reminded me of the movie flight of the navigator where, uh, it was like that kind of like a, a bullet shape, but it was silver and highly reflective and what have you. That that's just what kind of came to my mind when, when, how you described it i was like, ooh, interesting almost reminds me of an offshoot variation of like the cigar shaped ones too mm -hmm. because i mean there could be different classifications for that because just like any technology assumably even if it's extraterrestrial like it updates over time and if they're more advanced than us i feel like their ships would be updating even even faster than ours would so it's like looking at a, a ufo from the 50s to now like I feel like the technology is probably advanced specific or like significantly more than like human technology would have advanced in that time. And just looking at how far we've advanced in that time, imagine what a race that's already way technologically more advanced than us could theoretically have in that length of time. You and your deep thoughts. <laughs> that's what I'm good for, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they make good points, though. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, I ain't never thought about it that way. You know, just figured it's stayed stagnant. Never thought, oh yeah, they're revolutionizing technology just as well faster than us. All right. So where do you want to take it next? Uh, I think we're gonna talk about some possible demonic stuff that's happened to me over the last couple of years. And then uh I do got this one pretty cool heard something wrong, but end up changing my life kind of moment so uh this next one it's about 2018 2019 uh, me and some buddies decided to go on a vacation to cedar point because my buddy's mom had won us some tickets four tickets there was four of us so my buddy has a grandmother that lives on the other side of the uh, state 
So, you know, save us a couple hours of driving. So we decided to stay the night there. And it's this old farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere. And it, it, it looks creepy. It looks like something out of a horror movie. Nobody around, just nothing but cornfields. And my buddy knows I get uh, freaked out about the spiritual side of things way more than I should. Rightfully, though, honestly, because yeah. it's like a, it's not a physical force that if it came after you, you could like if it's an, like an alien, you can just hit that motherfucker. <laughs> like, yeah, if it's a ghost or a demon. Like, good luck trying to do anything like that. <laughs> but so he he first off told me that there's a cistern at the bottom of the building. So I don't know if you've ever watched the ring, but that little well thing that she crawls out of at the end. So I don't know why. Those things just creep the fuck out of me, probably because that movie. So that wasn't a good start. And then he told me the house has been around forever. And he's like, Riley, you're going to feel like people are watching you. So I'm like, okay. Good start just, to coming into the house. <laughs> he's already freaking you out about it. <laughs> yeah, like, for real. And he was just... He kept on messing with me and my other buddies got in on it too. So I'm like, whatever. He's just playing jokes on me. So we get towards the end of the night and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to, let's go to bed. So me and my one buddy are in the room getting ready for bed. And I start laying down and I just feel super. You, you ever had that feeling like when you're in a place and you just feel that dark, dark feeling over you? Mm-hmm. and like your your adrenaline starts pumping and stuff like that talking to two empaths we know more <laughs> we know it more than you know man <laughs> <laughs> so i'm just sitting there and i'm like all right man i'm just getting i'm getting in my head i'm messing with myself there ain't nothing here so i start talking to my buddy and he's like riley just go the fuck to sleep he's like there ain't nothing in this house it ain't gonna get you he's like i'll pray over you i was like all right I, I didn't care at the time because I didn't believe in God or n- I never did. And so took his kind gesture. So I guess later through the night we're asleep. And after he fell asleep, I flicked the light on because I'm not going to lie. I was eight years old, still scared as could be. And I wake up out of nowhere and I'm just hyper fixated on the closet that's sitting right next to me. and. I could not move. I'm not sure if it was sleep paralysis or if I was just so scared, but I'm sitting there hyper-focused on this. And I just feel that wave again. And it's just getting closer and closer and closer. Then all of a sudden I can, I can move and it's not there anymore. And nothing bothered me the rest of the trip, but that sure scared the shit out of me enough to where I, I ain't never going back in that house. Did anybody else have similar experiences in that house or was there anything that you heard when they were joking with you or they may have like referenced the closet or anything that may have happened at the house in general? No, not whatsoever. That's, that's what made it weird. I mean, there was like a children's playroom there uh, in the room around the corner, you know, old wooden horse toys scattered everywhere. It ain't been played in, in 10 years at that point. And they joked they're like, Oh, there's a ghost in here. I don't think they were being serious about that. But other, besides that, no. I mean, you are setting the uh, 
the picture of your stereotypical haunted farmhouse. I mean, <laughs> just walking into something like that, I would be like, okay, I'm my senses are going to be up a little bit. And the fact that you weren't really into the, like it freaked you out, but you weren't really a believer, you know, in God and what have you, but you felt this darkness just kind of come over you. Did, did it, did it feel like a weight being pushed down on you? No, it, it, it's weird because it was like almost like a sixth sense, just like I could almost like energy just coming at me from my side, but I didn't feel any weight, but it also could have been the adrenaline pumping too that, but I know most people say they feel weight being pushed down on them and right. yeah, I didn't experience that. Did you notice like a dark shadow or anything like that? Or just like a, an area that seemed like it was darker than like dark normally would have been? No, I did not. Cause that's where my mind went later on. The, Cause I, right after that, actually, I started listening to paranormal podcast more frequently enough. And then I started hearing about the shadow people and people having, uh, sleep paralysis and those two being associated so i was thinking back and no i never saw anything it could have been because the light was on but i know people still see shadow people even with the lights yeah i've had a few experiences with that where you can see them with the light on and it's it's extra weird especially with the light on (laughs) I, i can't even imagine man what was uh what was the first paranormal podcast you got into uh sasquatch chronicles and then I just happened to the second episode I listened to was uh, he ended up plugging uh, the confessionals with Tony Merkel. And I have to say, I fell in love with uh, the confessionals. So I kind of booted out uh, Sasquatch Chronicles only to listen to it a couple. And then I just went hard into the confessionals. You kind of started where I did. Yeah. Weirdly enough, too, I think that's partly how we met. Is pro- I'm assuming that you probably found uncomfortable at Eric from the confessionals, and then you came to Bigfoot and Bruise, and then that's how we met. <laughs> that's exactly how it happened, too. That's crazy. <laughs> the life and times of spider webs and how they weave through the ether. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what do you, uh, what's your next one? Uh, so the next one we'll uh we'll talk about the life changing moment. It's it's weird. I know some people ain't gonna really believe it, but it, it honest to God, it, it happened. So give us all but, the gory details, and I mean all the details. Don't don't leave nothing out, man, because you're with the perfect group of people that will completely not. <laughs> You know, we're going to hear you out for everything you have to say because we, we want to dissect these experiences with you, my friend. Mm-hmm. All right, man. I, I appreciate you guys. So I guess some details I should give before is like going back to it. I didn't believe in God. I was the most hateful atheist you could imagine. I, I had good friends that were involved in the churches and I would just get on them out tell them everything they believe in is a bunch of bullshit quit trying to get me to go to church i was just mean and as a normal person like on the streets i'm not that way but whenever it got on the topic of god i did not want any part of it i would sit there refute you for hours until 
even though you still had your set of views, I didn't care. I wanted to get everything I got out. Was there like a reason for it? Did you have like something bad that happened in your past or was it just something that you never really believed in until something happened? Just, just out of curiosity. So, um, growing up, my dad was a, uh, really, really bad alcoholic. He never, he was never physical. He was just really stupid and liked to yell and stuff like that. So I remember being like eight and nine figuring, oh, I hear people talk about they pray to God and it changes their life. So I spent, you know, throughout a couple years, maybe a year or two, just praying to God, God, please help my father stop drinking, help my life become better. And it, it just never happened. And so I was like, well, if God's going to put me through this situation and in reality, in retrospect, my situation, yeah, it was bad, but it's not bad compared to what everybody else and the other people in the world are going through. I was like, what God could do this? I can see exactly why you went down the path you did then, <laughs> to be honest with you, because, you know, I, I was a devout Christian at one time. I'm not as devout anymore. Then when you research Christianity and its roots and, and all religions, it's just like, okay, what really is the truth here? Because at the end of the day, they're all man-made and they're all theories. And like you said, what God would, would allow that? Well, if you actually read the Bible, the Old Testament, that God was a very vengeful God. You oh, yeah. him, you died. Mm-hmm. And that that's what kind of where this goes is so this is a couple two years ago actually almost two years ago last week um me and my buddy and his stepdad we were uh hanging out having a couple of drinks out in the barn and my buddy's stepdad used to be a preacher and help with churches and stuff and I, I I knew what bothered him the way me and my buddy talked about God. But one day, me and my friend, before we go sit down and start talking to drink, and we're sitting outside, and I look up in the sky, and I'm like, man, how many alien planets and life do you think's out there? And he's like, Riley, uh, I'm not sure I think like that anymore. And I'm like, what you mean? He's like, I, I don't. He's like, I think I found God. All this stuff's starting to, my world's at a whirlwind right now. He's, he's like, I don't know if I can believe God and aliens. He's like, I can try. So I'm like, all right. Then my heart starts racing and stuff like that, when it, like it did whenever I get in this uh, topic. Like adrenaline starts pumping for no reason. And I just start getting super anxious. And he's like, all right, let's go inside. Let's have a couple beers. So we're sitting out sitting in the barn garage and my buddy said that's like riley i'm gonna give you the same talk i gave your buddy i'm like i think you have the misconception of god i was like you know what i love you and i respect you i think of you as a second dad i will give you the time of day and the respect to sit here and listen to you and i will not bitch and argue with you so i'm sitting there and he's telling me the gospel and, you know, I just start f 
looking at it now, I start feeling the Holy Spirit and get towards the end of the night after talking. And he, I, he says, go home and read Job. I'm like, okay. So I go home. I read Job. I come back a few days later. I was like, dude, I read Job. My life is crazy. Like, I, I was ignorant for thinking that way because God could be way more vengeful on me. And actually, he's giving me his grace by not doing that because I've been such a sinner. And he's like, Riley, you said you read Job? And I was like, yeah. He's like, why the fuck would I tell you to read Job is your first book in the Bible? He's like, I would never suggest that to anybody because that's that's a hard that's a hard truth book. Like, if you want to know Old Testament God, that is the book to go to. He's like, I told you to read John. And I said, no, you said Job. I heard it clear as day. You said Job multiple times. He's like, right, I said John. And I was like, no way. He's like, maybe that's what God thought you needed to hear. And I guess it was because here I am now. Uh, I believe in Christ as my savior and my life has taken a 180, 110%. That's awesome. It's weird how it's weird how the divine can actually come through and tell you what you need to hear, even though someone who's speaking it said, John, you heard Job. And I will agree with you. Job's a hard book, especially if that's your first one. That's like saying, hey, why don't you start with Revelations and and, and see what, you know, God and, you know, the, the, the Bible and everything's all about. And you're, you sit down and you start reading Revelations and you're just like, whoa, what? You know what I mean? But yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty intense. It, it, it definitely was. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I got scared. I was scared reading it. I was like, oh, fuck, I am going to hell. <laughs> this kind of uh, expands on something I was kind of digging onto the other day on one of the episodes of my show. This concept about <clears throat> rather than things being like, like basically the trick into getting into different periods of time and to getting to different dimensions is through light and sound frequency. That being said, there's a lot of references about how a lot of people believe that back in biblical times, people can see the color blue. So what I was wondering is if there's a shade for each period of time that you don't see it because you're in it, but if you're able to get back to that light frequency, you could see these times. And that also being said, the other connecting part of it was the frequency and sound. So if there are things on the other side of the veil, whatever you want to call it in another dimension, another time, um, part of it would be able to would essentially be matching up your your light spectrum and your sound like frequency spectrum. So I've heard a lot of stories about the the light spectrum where there's like people that are starting to see weird colors and they kind of see things within the colors. Uh, there's one woman in Florida in particular, if anybody wants to kind of look it up. But uh, going on to the other side is the frequency aspect. So if people are able to are starting supposedly be able to see like that other other light frequency i wonder if there are things on the other side that can alter sound frequency and that might explain kind of like what you heard was 
something on the other side, altering a sound frequency. So you heard something different and it matched up for what, again, you needed to hear specifically. That is definitely a, I, my mind's kind of blown from that. Like (laughs) I I never heard of that. That's it. It makes sense. I mean, if there is a way to look back and in time and or across the veil, it would, I, that's, that's what makes the most sense. The hardest part would be trying to do both at the same time. And I feel like that's why if if this theory is theoretically probable, it's, you know, it'd be hard to do both at the same time. So I don't know. I I always have to hit people with the weird theories. I didn't mean to hit you that early in the show, but (laughs) get at least one out of the way. (laughs) You're all good, brother. Welcome to an everyday conversation with Shane. (laughs) Oh, man. Must keep you on your toes. He does. (laughs) He does. Except Ghost gets this through text, too. So it's not just on shows. He doesn't just get it once a week on the show. He gets it almost every day through a text randomly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, now I know how roommate feels. (laughs) hitting him with all the cryptids and conspiracy theories and stuff. He just, he sits there. He entertains me. So on a, on a lighter side note, going off what you just said there, I'm going to ask you two questions. One, what's your favorite cryptid right now to look into? And B, what is your favorite conspiracy theory up to this day? So right now, uh, I have to say skinwalkers, now man it's i don't know that's one that scared me a lot growing up didn't want to look into it especially because there's a lot of native american uh reserves around me and i know that's more of a southern southwest lore but i at this point i think it could they'd be anywhere them one day goes but I was going to say, we're in Wendigo country, man. Up up in the north, we we got the Wendigos. Down south, they got the Skinwalkers. That's why I kind of like subcategorize them as being similar. It's just one chose that path, and the other one didn't get to choose that path. It was more so they were forced into it because they had to resort to cannibalism. Yeah, they're they're creepy. (laughs) You you listen to Native Americans talk, and they're like, yeah, we don't even mention the name. (laughs) And you're like, oh, okay. And then here we are on podcast. Oh, yeah, Skinwalker, Wendigo. Yo, blah, 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 blah. But, I mean, we're obviously using, like, the real name for, like, Wendigo. Like, that's the Native American name for it. But Skinwalker sounds like a like a, like a a white version. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't the Native American original name for it. Like, so mm-hmm. I wonder if that kind of takes away, like, the power of mentioning the name. Is that, like, it's like a name that we've created, but it's not the actual, like, name name of what the creature was to the native americans it might have been something different in their native tongue but i do believe it did translate to skinwalker though but i mean theoretically it could lose power not having like the same same wording that that was that's kind of where i'm getting at right yeah and your favorite conspiracy right now oh it's got to be cern cern (laughs) cern i think I think it's going to be popping up a lot more here real soon. I don't know. Uh, My buddy Ryan and I, we do a different weekly show and we kind of 
chatted about that last week. Part of me thinks CERN might be just a psyop. Yeah, like a look over here, like Area 51. That's where I've been at for a long time now, is that if they're doing shit like that, they're not going to tell you where they're doing it at. That is very true. It's now, just one of those random thoughts. You know what I mean? Because it's like, like you said, you know, hey, we're doing this. Oh, are you? Are you really? You know, look at how, look at these dark dances we do and these rituals that we do and, and the statue of Shiva and all this and da 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 da. Okay, so everybody's eyes are looking at it when in reality, nothing's really going on. It's a grand display, dude. Just like Area 51. This, my belief on it is the second that Area 51 got spoken by the public, anything that was there, not there no more. Like oh, yeah. they wouldn't even have let it get that far. Like this, literally, the very first person that would have spoke about it in public, it already would have. They would have moved everything, gone. But I mean, even going into the whole Area Fifty One thing, like there's a lot of stuff. Even talking to uh, what's his name, Bob Lazar, you know, talking about him and his experiences, uh, where it doesn't seem like if there is anything, it's at the base. It's actually hidden within the mountain regions around the base, where that's just mainly like a focal point. But anything that's really going on is couple miles out from that base and maybe that's like an entrance to it where like you go through like underground tunnels to get into everything theoretically but i don't think there's anything physically in that exact spot that we know is like area 51 maybe a couple miles out i mean there's all that weird yeah. google images of like the holes in the mountains and the doors opening like bob lazar was talking about and just, you know i mean now that bob lazar's been talking i don't think those things are there but when bob lazar was talking um, I honestly think that that's where everything kind of got pushed out to. It all started in Area 51, then they pushed it out to the mountains, and now it's somewhere completely different. And they're just I using that went, as a focal point. I think it went underground. Yeah, that's the other way they could go. You go up into the mountains, then you just start going down. <laughs> yeah. Well, going off that, I mean, if it's just, uh, hey, look what we're doing. Like you said, the ritual dances and Shiva makes you think. That's that shit sounds pretty bad. What they're talking about, they're doing there, opening portals and stuff. If that's the hey display, makes me wonder what the fuck do they got really got going on? It's mm -hmm. that makes that look like oh we can tell the public about that. This was like probably like six months ago now, but I remember reading an article and a few people shared it with me about a place that's in I think it was Tennessee. It's either Tennessee or Kentucky, but I want to say Tennessee that was openly saying that they were trying to make a particle accelerator in order to open portals. Yeah, it's down where, uh, it's right near where Merkel lives now. Yep. yep. So, yeah, you know exactly the one I'm talking about, man. And I mean, Definitely. even that point, though, that makes you wonder if there is actually something going on there, if it's not a government project, so to speak, or if, again, that's like a, hey, look over here, and they actually got something going on in, like, the other side of the country, you know? Well, that, they're, they're supposed to be these hadron colliders all over the world. I, there's supposed to be one in Texas. That one was supposedly half built. Like okay. they say that they started building the tunnels. The project cost too much. So they filled in the tunnels with concrete because they said mm -hmm. stuff was starting to collapse, but we all know how, you know, it is in Texas. And I know from, you know, even Kyle, yeah. from, uh, the big dumb podcast saying it's really, really hard to build things in the ground in Texas. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's the government, man. They could fucking steal, reinforce it, like whatever. Like if you hear them talking about filling up tunnels with concrete, more likely than not, even if it's not a hydrogen particle collider, like there's probably still something there in those tunnels. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because like the main public, they want everybody to think it's blocked off, done. Nobody thinks about it. It's not even a, a thought in your head anymore. Everybody just boom, it's it's gone, it's filled up, it's done. <laughs>
So where do you want to go next? Uh, you're free to go wherever you want. <laughs> you ready to hear about some uh, possible demons? Yeah. And I got one question. Uh, what, do you, what do you guys think about dreams? <laughs> you're talking to a <laughs> avid childhood astro traveler. So, <laughs> All right. Then this should be pretty fun. So this was uh, last October. Um, go to my buddy's house, same one that I was talking about earlier. Hanging out, having a couple drinks, talking God, and um, this was the start of a uh, well. When the pandemic hit, life started going downhill. My dad got really sick and stuff, and so life just turned slow melancholy just i felt like i was at spiritually in a very vulnerable position so go hang out at my buddy's house and i'm on my way home car was broke down so i had to borrow my grandmother's who i was living with at the time so not not very familiar with the vehicle that that'll play into it so i'm coming home listening to some music and I get to the driveway of the farm, and as soon as I turn into the driveway, boom, dark malice feeling. I, I feel something behind me, and I start freaking out. I start trying to unlock the door. I can't get the, I can't get the fucking door open. I, I want to turn around and look, but everything inside me was telling me, get the fuck out of the vehicle. So I'm sitting there scrambling, trying to get the door open. And eventually I get it open, I jump out, and there's nothing there. Mm. But, like, I believe what I felt was primal fear. Like, I ain't ever been that scared in my life. It, it still shakes me up talking about it, man. And it's this ain't even the bad part. <laughs> it's that sixth sense fear, man. It's, like, something that a lot of people don't they, – they, like, almost cast it off and don't give it – the just that it deserves but intuition and sixth sense is honestly a true real thing and people need to learn to just listen to that voice in the back of their head because it's there for a reason <laughs> mm -hmm. so i i make it home make it down the driveway and shaking up everybody's asleep so go into my room and i, I fall asleep and I'm I'm sleeping for a while and then I start I start dreaming, which I never dream. Like I know people say, Oh, you just don't remember it. No, I don't have dreams because it very seldomly do I. So I start having this dream and I'm I'm at a campground that I used to go to a lot as a kid. And I'm with my buddy. And this girl that I've been on and off talking to, pray to God she never hears this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tag her in it. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> oh, but in the dream, we're sitting around a fire. And I look out into the woods to the side of us in this. I, how, the only way I could describe it, I, it looked like Wendigo. Mixed with a Bigfoot, mixed with a rake. Like, if it was like the, the 
pale skin of the rake, which the buffiness of a Bigfoot, but it had the rotten, stereotypical one day ago uh, look, the rotten flesh and the skull kind of on it, and it's just sitting there munching on a deer head. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I start freaking out, and everybody's like, what? Like, there ain't nothing wrong. And then some people from the camp come by, and they're like, oh, he's cool. He, he's chill. Just let him chill out with you and stuff like that. So I'm sitting there, and in the dream, I go back to the, the camper, and it follows me in there. Nobody's making a big deal out of it or nothing. So I'm like, what the fuck? And it starts almost toying with me when we get in the, like chasing me around, like jumping right in front of me, but it won't, it's not doing anything. It's just sitting there like a gargly laugh. It's having fun. It's playing with me. So the dream flash forwards and I'm at this cabin on a lake. That's got a dot going out to the lake. And this is where I've never had a lucid dream. But if I, so I can't say exactly what it's like, but if this was one, it, it's pretty damn close. So I, I, I can feel like I'm not first person view, but I'm third person, like, but like right over my shoulder. And this girl that I'm, she's sitting at the end of the pier and I'm getting ready to go out there and talk to her because I have feelings for this girl, but she's into some kind of stuff that ain't good for me uh, spiritually and stuff. So, uh, but uh, in the dream, I was going to go tell her how I really feel and stuff like that. But then all of a sudden this dude just walks down at the end of the pier and starts talking to her. So I go back inside, start drinking some water and I hear, uh, I hear them start talking and the whole time. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And he's like, he starts talking to her. He's like, Hey, I think you're really beautiful. He's like, you're really smart. And most importantly, you know, Enochian. And there I'm kind of like in the dream, I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm like, did he just say what I think he said? So I'm sitting there and I'm starting to get anxious, freak out. So I go outside and he's like, so you, you can understand what I'm saying. He's like, I need you. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck's going on? And But after I heard that Enochian, I was like, him just mentioning it. I start freaking out. I'm like, this dude's up to no good, no nothing. So I start walking down the pier to confront him. And he morphs into that same creature that I saw at the campground in my dream. And I realize at that moment that this dude was that creature and I could only see him for what he really was. So then the dream goes into first person and this dude, this beast is running down and I start, I start yelling Bible verses. I I've never even read at this point. Like I didn't know them and I'm just yelling in the name of Jesus. I command you to leave and the authority given to me through Jesus. I command you to leave and He's just laughing. Then he starts running up at me. He's like, your God has no power. You can't save her. And I'm just continue just throwing out 
Bible verses and seeing if anything can help. And he gets up right in my face. Like I can still envision it in my head. And he's like, your God has no power over me. You cannot save her whatsoever. And I'm that I wake up and I'm hyper-focused in the corner of my room. And just, I wait, I, as I'm waking up, I am yelling in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you. And I can't move. And I just keep on doing that. And eventually it just, it just stops. Like closet door was open, stuff like that. And I look over at my phone. You want to take a guess what time it was? 3 a.m. 3.07. Okay. I was going to say 3.33. Dang it. And I have a bad problem with waking up at between three and three seventeen. Still do all the time. Hmm. But the amount of fear and stuff I was in after that, it it didn't feel like a dream. Like I said, I never have dreams, and for it to go into like that much detail in a dream to where I'm actually feeling this, and I shoot up out of my sleep saying in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you while focused on the closet area. Uh, I don't, I don't know, man. And it, it took a lot the next day to even tell my buddies. And I was talking to them and my buddy's stepdad and they're like, he, but his stepdad was like, when we're in front of everybody, he was like, ah, he just had a nightmare. And he, Later in the night, he pulls me off to the side. He's like, I just said that because the kids are there. He's like, Riley, I I think something was trying to scare you. Like, he wanted you to know that at the point you are now in your spiritual journey, you, he has all the power over you. Like, don't go messing with him. Don't go messing with this chick. But... He's like something's something's watching you. I'm following you around, and it's it's gonna be. Can I ask what she was into? Yeah, I, like I said, I hope she doesn't hear this. Like the first time we hung out in high school, I'm pretty sure she said she had a satanic Bible under her bed. She collects Ouija stuff. She doesn't she doesn't practice it. She's completely atheist. Doesn't believe in it. So she just thinks the stuff's cool. But. Still, just being in the presence of that kind of stuff is, mm-hmm. I, I don't fuck ever, with it. Yeah. And what most people don't realize is if, when you go down a certain belief and you take the path of, you know, Jesus and, and God and what have you, you're more likely to be attacked than someone that is an atheist. However, I will say, I think. From what I'm gathering from your story and when you used to be an atheist and how, how you kind of came came to that as a little kid, part of me thinks you might have had an attachment then that had been following you around and you didn't know it. And I think a lot of atheists that might be on the angry side of things and just not real in tune with what is really out there they have attachments and don't even realize it. And she could have an attachment. And that's what you saw was that attachment to her. 
it, that, and that's what I'm thinking, man, because it, it kept on saying, you cannot save her. You have no power over her. Your God has no power. And like, after talking with, with my buddy stepdad too, he, I, 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 I've thought about it a couple different ways, the way I just said, and then maybe it's God. Maybe it was a message from God saying, you need to work on your, your spiritual belief, come closer to Christ, give all you have to him. So that way you can save people. Cause where you're at right now, you cannot, cause you don't have, enough, I guess maybe I didn't have enough faith, you know? This is uh, going to be kind of a, not a long spiel, but <clears throat> this is like my kind of interpretation of it. So when you were first describing it, it almost kind of reminded me of like a, like a nature spirit, right? Especially with just the animalistic properties to it. And uh, a lot of the time I feel like a lot of these Native American, like, you know, nature entities uh, got misinterpreted as demons to like, you know, people that were coming in from like the outside, but uh, kind of going back farther than that you get into the concept of like the fallen angels and them hiding themselves as other gods in order to basically trick humans into thinking that there was other religions all this kind of stuff depending on like what side you fall on i like to entertain all ideas kind of like i said mm -hmm. um so if that's kind of the kind of the idea behind it it could have been one of these supposed fallen angels that was hiding itself as a nature spirit and you were seeing it's two sides of like what it really is and what it disguises itself as to the human race, theoretically. It, it, the kind of fucked up part about it, too, is after, I I don't think it was, but, you know, who am I to say what is and what isn't? But after this, I'd never really heard the name of Zazel before. But at, after this, it just kept on coming up and everything, everything I was watching suggested stuff for me. And Dude. I'm like, what the fuck would he want to do with me? He's one of the leaders of the fallen angels, you know, uh -huh. like, why, why the hell does he want to mess with me? You know, send one of your uh, small, smallings, you know, and that, that it could just be a coincidence and stuff like that. It, but I, I think it's or, just... or it knows that you're actually stronger than what you think you are he... because they are deceivers. You know what I mean? So if they're going to sit there, Oh, your God has no power over me and make you think that you're, you're weak when in actuality they're doing that out of fear because they know your God is stronger than them. They deceived you. Yeah. Uh... But man, Azazel, <laughs> I mean, he, he pulled the hammer out on that one. Yeah, I was about I, to I, say, there's a lot of depictions of him where he has like a ram's head also. So like that being said, is it possible that like when you saw the dream that what you're interpreting as like antlers may have been more of like a ram head possibly? It could be, you know, like even in the dream, fucking terrified and Looking back at it, it very well could have been. It, it just had the, you know, stereotypical. I know it's cows typically in shows, but like when they go to the desert, it has the nose slots, the elongated mm -hmm. snout, the back sockets and stuff. And I really wasn't paying attention to the horns. It when you got something that's so grotesque and nothing I could even fucking imagine. 
I mean, honestly, the skulls, if you're looking at them, they look pretty damn similar between like a deer skull and a ram skull. The only difference is the antlers and the horns. So again, if you're hyper-focused on the main portion of it, you know, it's possible that if it had the ram's head and then you connect it with the Azazel thing, I don't know, man. It just seems to connect it a little bit. But the man that you saw on the dock, um, considering like the fallen angels are supposed to be like beautiful, you know, like oh, what he, was he was a handsome gentleman. See, so that kind of furthers that point even more. And that, yeah, and it, in the dream, I, I'm not gonna lie, I was jealous <laughs> <laughs> before I was terrified. But wow. Wasn't expecting that kind of a hammer to drop. That's what I was about to say. You hit his heart at the end, man. Damn. <laughs> well, and it's, you know, to be honest, it's like I kind of, you know, back and forth, quick think of it than like talking to you guys because you guys are the first people that I'm not very close with to actually tell the story. And it's like, oh, well, now that makes sense. That's a pretty big coincidence. And it'd be just like, I'm sitting there through the day at work and then all of a sudden Azazel would pop in my head. The name is Zazel. And it'd be so weird. I I don't know, man. There was a movie with, uh, Oh, who was it? Um, man, he's probably the best black actor out there. Uh, Denzel Washington. And, uh, I forget the name of the movie, but this demon would pass through. Like if you touch, like it went into a cat and he went and touched it and I forget exactly, but the demon ended up being Azazel. And for the life of me, it was a great movie and it, it was neat to watch how it would pass through to each different person and how it came like it went into a cat and then this cat just kind of mirandered off and was in a you know a, a neighborhood and someone's like oh here kitty kitty and it might have been a little kid and they pick it up and next thing you know boom, they're possessed by azazel and it was like and i can't think of the name of that movie i'll have to look at look it up here in a second but it was it was neat let me know what you do man because that sounds that sounds pretty interesting yeah, definitely. Here, I'll look it up right now. See if I can find it. So, uh, where do you want to go next, my friend? I got one more uh, creepy unseen thing. Uh, I was sitting at. Well, I was. I was out. I can't remember what I was doing, but my roommate texts me, and he's like, "What the? Wh- what'd you do to?" I'm not going to say it. My girl's uh, teddy bear. I was like, what fucking bear are you talking about? He's like, Barry, the bear she's had since she was a child that her parents gave her. I'm like, I don't even know what this fucking bear looks like. What's wrong? He's like, well, where are you at? And I was like, I'm coming down the road. I'll be home in four minutes, five minutes. He's like, all right. So I get home and I walk through the door and it's feeling, it feels a little bit weird. He's like, come here. I want to show you this. Instantly, before I even seeing anything, I walk in the room. Heavy as hell. It just feels dark. It feels disgusting. It, it super unsettling. And then I turn over and see this 
bear sitting up against the wall on top of the pillow, just like how I'm sitting in this chair. And its eyes and nose are plucked out, laid out how they would have been on the face, sitting right in front of it. And I'm like, fuck this shit. I was like, do any of you guys feel what's going on in the room? And they're like, yeah, it's heavy. It's dark. It feels awful. I was like, we need to get the fuck out of the house right now. So we go outside, collect ourselves. I'm like, I'm going to go inside and I'm going to bless the house. So I go inside. I grab my Bible. We're all shaking. We're so terrified. And I grab my Bible. I go, I read Psalm 23 and it just slowly begins to lower the tension in the room just slowly begins to dissipate and it, they're like well, what the fuck was that and I was like remember that story that I told you about me in the car and I thought someone was behind the seat and they're like yeah that's exactly how I felt what you guys felt in there is exactly how I felt and there's something in this house and that that was that this is gonna so the area that you live in kind of connecting it with the with the last story too with the car thing is there like known uh like a slaughter of like native americans anything like that because these these spirits seem like they're very like like nature like spirits like almost like i don't know like a pissed off native american put like a curse over the land or something like that like is is there anything funky that you know of that has happened in your area i'm i'm not aware of that but uh not he anything did, like he that. He did say he lives around a lot of reservations, so. Yeah, I mean, they could have cursed the the land that wasn't their reservations, because I don't know, man, they just seem like very animal spirit-like. And I mean, even connecting to the other stuff, these animal spirits could just be fallen angels in disguise, but, you know, looking mm-hmm. at it from a broad perspective. <laughs> so for the listeners and you, Riley, uh, the movie was called um, Fallen. came out in 1998 with Denzel Washington. He plays a cop looking into uh, uh, a murder and he, then they start linking these other murders that it might be an evil spirit. And it it shows how it jumps and jumps and jumps. And there was a song that would, would play or they would start singing and and what have you. But yeah, if if you get a chance, like I said, it's an older movie, but it's, it's good. Check it out for sure. It sounds Sounds like something that's not very commonly done, which is hard to find nowadays in media. Dude, there's a lot of hidden gems that came out in the 90s straight up, and I feel like they have a lot of uh, information in them that's purposely hidden, it seems like, like especially yeah. 90s movies. Oh, yeah. And you can't go wrong with a Denzel Washington movie. I mean, No, you cannot. <laughs> everything he puts his hands on or acts in, it turns to gold, so. I'm already sold on the cover. I end up looking up the cover. There's like a picture of Denzel's face. And then the bottom of it is like this, like fallen angel rising up and it says fallen and like red, like, I don't know, kind of demonic looking text, dude. It's a pretty sweet cover. I'm already sold on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was a good movie. It was one of my, one of my favorites that it, I, I mean, God, it's hard to pick a favorite from him, but you know, it, it always stuck with me and you know, and anytime anybody brings up Azazel, I'm just like, Oh yeah, that one movie. You know what I mean? And it's it's that movie. As as far as the Native American uh, slaughter, 
I'm not sure. I'd be more than happy to look into it. Actually, I'm probably going to after this. But uh, I, more often than not, I, I would assume that there is history in that area just because of the reservations. Because in all fairness, like I guarantee you, most Native Americans only got forced into those reservations like by force. So mm-hmm. even just off of that, even if there wasn't necessarily like a slaughter, like there's still pissed off, angry spirits slash people mm-hmm. during that process. Yeah, it, I have to. T- I got a few buddies that are in the tribe. I'll have to talk to them about it. Maybe see if they can let me know in on some of the lore and stuff. But there, there is one building very close to my home that might have something to do with it. What's this building? I, I definitely need an explanation now, sir. Yeah, uh, there is a uh, building for the Masons. Mm. Not couple miles even down the road more often than not those are purposely placed in specific locations too yep and that's side <laughs> and me and me and my buddy uh because i'm starting to drag him down the rabbit holes uh i told him hey man some of this stuff might be happening because that building right down the road and he's like i'm starting to notice something riley i'm like what He's like, I've driven past that place so many times before we moved here, and I never really saw any cars here. There's a lot of cars there now. There's like way higher frequency of people being in the parking lot. Normally, you drive past it, it's empty. Now, there's always at least one or two cars there. Being that uh, you live in a small town, uh, do you know anybody who has has like a link to this? You can kind of question them a little bit. No, but I've been paying attention to people a lot more just like walking down the street and I, I see people with the, they got the text in and the, they, they got the symbol. You can always uh, um, ask them how deep you want to hit them with some weird shit. If you see one of those people, you got to ask them if they're a widow's son or, or uh, yeah, that, that's what it is. Are you a widow's son? And that's from what I've heard, like Freemasons speak for like, are you also a member? <laughs> just got to start fucking with people and start saying that phrase out loud. <laughs> oh man. I, I, I so might have to, <laughs> but I don't want to get too deep, man, <laughs> but I'm, I might have to poke and prod a little bit. You just got to do it in a way it. that nobody knows that it's you saying it. You know, you just in a crowded area, just say that phrase and then just kind of look around like you're also confused on who said it and see who else looks. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll have to try it out next time. But yeah, man, it's. I just now started looking into that kind of stuff. Well, with the Masons, just from hearing Joel talk about it a lot. But it's definitely something that's higher on my list that I'm going to start deep diving into. Yeah, especially I would deep dive into like who started that particular building. Um, because like, you know, depending on how old it is, I mean, it could have been somebody that was theoretically like a big name. Like we have a few temples in Detroit that uh, were started by Crowley himself. Um, so again, you never know how old it is or who could have been involved in actually forming and starting it too. And it could have been placed for a specific reason more often than not. Well, and the location I'm at used to be a world hotspot before it went downhill. I mean, it, it was the, one of the major places to be in the, I'll just, yeah, it, in the world, like people everywhere come visit, 
So it makes sense. I mean, Al Capone used to run run booze in this area. So there's people. I got family members that had past generations that drank with him. Damn. That's it, that's that's deep and all. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, <laughs> I don't it, know what to say to that. <laughs> it's just it's just location. It's yeah. I mean everybody knew him. You can drive down the road and be like, oh well, that's where he used to be. Oh, he used to have a kick uh, kick place right on the river, to where if the cops came, just kick out a board and all the stuff would flow right into the river out into Lake Michigan. And I mean it's. It was a perfect spot for him because he's out of Chicago. You just follow the coastline. Mm-hmm. So what is this creature in the woods that uh, I was told that you seen or came in contact with? See, I wish I could tell you what it was. Uh, but uh, so the other night, I'm playing video games with my friends. And my roommate, he likes to spend a lot of time outside and... He's like, Riley, you're not going to believe what the fuck I just heard. And I was like, what? He's like, it sounded like Perry the platypus, but slower and deeper. And I was like, so like the predator? He's like, yeah. So we're sitting there. He's, I'm talking to him about it. And he's like, I just kept on hearing that noise in increments of like three, four, five somewhere in that range and he said i heard a coyote yelping but not like they're trying to contact each other like it was yelping in pain and then he heard the noise again then he heard this high pitch inhale and then the coyote just stopped he's he... so you heard a predator like the yeah but slower and deeper You know, if I if memory recalls, aren't you two in the state where the uh, mantis man was spotted? What state was that? I thought that was Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky. Was it Kentucky? Okay, a little bit more north. But I mean, that being said, that is a good good correlation though, because that is a pretty that that was the same sound when we covered the mantis man on a previous episode pretty damn similar and just like any species um they're going to move around they're going to move out they're going to expand into different areas so i mean if you're connecting it with uh like we're talking about on the show that there's like the mantis race of like extraterrestrials and then there might be like a mantis race that's more of like a cryptid like a physical like animalistic being um i mean it could have theoretically been either and from what uh the other stories were saying about them having camouflage abilities like there could be woods just full of these mantis creatures and they could be camouflaging themselves anytime there's anything that moves around them. Cause I'm sure that they're, if they exist, they're probably have adapted to this point where just like most animals in nature, they know to avoid humans. <laughs> yeah. And that actually makes sense because after that, he came in my room, told me all the stuff. He joked around. Cause I always joke about skin, skinwalkers. I shouldn't, but I always say, oh, because my dog likes to sit up like a human. I'm like, oh, you're a fucking skinwalker. Second you get up, <laughs> you're out. And Or just tell me if you are. I won't tell anybody. So he's like, oh, Riley, I heard a skinwalker. And I was like, no, he didn't. But So we go outside. He's like, let's go look in the woods. So he grabs a shotgun. I grab my pistol. I know it ain't going to do anything. 
I've heard hundreds of stories. People shoot at cryptids, don't doesn't doesn't do a damn thing besides piss them off. And a little nine millimeter ain't gonna do nothing. <laughs> but we go out with flashlights and open the back fence, go out into the woods, and we're shining shining lights, and then we see some eye shine at a tree. But it's it's not like the typical eye shine that you see as far as like that yellowish orangish kind of color it's it's baby blue like and then we hear some rustling so he looks one way and i put one in the chamber and as i look off i hear rustling the other way and i shine my light and i see the eyes again and at this point because it's all foggy and stuff we all we could see is the eye and we're like let's get the fuck out of here real quick <laughs> we should have stuck around longer how uh high up were the eyes and like how big were the eyes so i would say the eyes they looked like our size maybe a little bit bigger the first time we saw it it was a uh, it looked like it was crouched down against a tree because there was a pile of wood that had fallen right at the base of the tree and it looked like it was peeking up over that and that looked about like three three feet and when i saw it on the other side and i'm not uh it looked like it was about my height so almost six foot so i just looked something up um you're well you you're closer more to Illinois than you would be uh, Wisconsin, but doesn't mean you don't have badgers. Do you, do you guys have badgers? No, not that I'm aware of. I've never heard anything about badgers down here. Okay. <clears throat> so what I looked up was what animals have blue eye shine? Sheep, cows, horses, and badgers are the oh, only four. And all of those fuck? are shorter than that height that he was uh-huh. describing too. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, there wasn't no damn horse out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a horse hanging out in the woods. Like, sup, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I can walk on my hind two legs. <gasps> Bringing in another cryptid, cryptid horse, horseman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like I a centaur, called... but opposite. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd shit my pants if I seen that compared to. I think that'd be more terrifying than a Sasquatch. I think that'd be more terrifying than a centaur to begin with all around. Can you imagine a dude with the bottom half of a horse and the top half of the bottom half of a human and the top half of a horse? Oh, that'd be, hell no. <laughs> hell, hell no. <laughs> like at peace. That's one of those nightmare thoughts, like the reverse mermaids where they have the, the human bottom half with the fish top half. <laughs> but there's, a, there's a dude that's seen stuff like that though. Uh, it was on an episode of confessionals. Dude saw deer top half and human bottom half. He saw a whole like 13, 15 of them. Dude. Yeah. I, I'm good. I'm good. I don't think I'd ever be going in those woods where those are. Yeah. Imagine going out to take a piss and that's what you see. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not happening. <laughs> Not My happening. first thought would be like, okay, who the fuck's out here going to cast spells on me? <laughs> then after a second take, I'd be like, Oh, the uh, all right. Where's my gun? No, no, fuck this. I'm going back in the house, locking everything up, and sitting there with a shotgun and my dogs. 
fuck this shit, I'm out. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a, uh, you got one more story. You said, yeah, this one, it, it could be a UFO or it could not be because I, I go to school down in South Bend for uh, my job, and you know they got the, they got the airport going on there, and uh, so I was like, okay, so driving, driving back up 31. And I see this bright, giant white light just sitting in the sky. And it's just getting lower and lower and closer and closer to me. So I take out my phone and take a video of it. And I'm like, oh, man, am I seeing a UFO? Because I know Eric is from that area. And he told his story about seeing a giant white light. Shout out to Uncomfortable. Yep, shout out to Uncomfortable. Uh, but it gets closer and it's like, well, I'm thinking, well, if it's going back to what ghost was saying earlier, typically planes will have, you'll have the green, the red, and then you'll have the white strip in the center. But this thing was completely, is a completely white light. And then I was tempted to pull over, but I didn't. It flies over me and it's this boomerang shape with a, uh, just giant, white light at the front so i'm like eh, they got a lot of stealth fighters and stuff like that that are that shape so that's what i think it could be but even that's freaky as hell with how close it was flying but you would th- think that it's flying in civilian territory it would still have and it already has a light on it, it would still have all the other lights on it were you close to a uh, a landing strip of any type anywhere it the the weird thing is it was coming at me which it so i was heading north so it was heading south and the airport was to the east yeah to the east so it was past the airport like it unless it's going to do a u-turn but it looked pretty low to be going and doing a land usually the only time you see white bright lights like that is when they're actually approaching uh the landing strip and it's the landing lights basically it's their their headlights they come down on the front wheel and illuminate the front so they can see where they're going once they land on the tarmac and what have you but they normally even if they do like a what they call a touch and go or anything like that they'll they'll drop their landing gear but they don't turn on their lights because they know they're going to be practicing just a a basic touch the wheels and then we're going to take right back off loop around and, and a lot of times they'll do that to to burn off fuel and what have you and, and practice and but mm-hmm. yeah that doesn't sound like any type of practice because they only have them on you know if they know they're going to land land is, yeah, is there it, also a power plant nearby just another additional question oh yeah there's a few power plants we get we got two within 30 miles of each other 40 miles of each other assumably in that that exact area of like it, was it heading in that direction of like where one of these power plants are it was coming from that direction. Because mm. that's also... Okay. Where are you going with this? With me? Oh, I'm saying that it's uh, <laughs> it's, it's known that it seems like if there are UFOs, I'm not, you know, it could be, it could not be, but uh, they do hang out near power plants for whatever reason have it. Um, Justin from Cryptids of the Corn kind of related it to that if there's some type of like, like a mushroom or like a fungus 
mm-hmm. uh, that you know they're they're essentially eating that in order to sustain themselves. But even if you're going into like another aspect of it, if it's something extraterrestrial, um, you know they might use the power plants uh, to like you know it basically is fuel is like a like a docking sort source. But just it's just entertaining that idea. I mean. It could have theoretically been some type of stealth bomber. It could have been a touch and go. But if there's also a power plant in the area, it's also possible that it could have been something on the other side of the spectrum. <laughs> See, and that's why I want to tell you guys because I'm not the other the other two. I'm fairly certain were extraterrestrial, if not just extraterrestrial technology. This one, I could go either way on. But I mean, it was it was weird enough for me to you know pull out my phone and take a video of it. Do you still have the video? Yeah, it, it doesn't show the actual uh, shape, mm-hmm. but y- you can see the light. I'm, I can send it your guys' way if you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely send that our way. You can put it in the show notes, let people watch it. All right. Yeah, that, the only reason I, I kind of went that direction was because you were kind of, you know, you're not sure. And I have an Air Force background and, you know, familiar with, what they do for you know for training and, and and what have you but the way you're describing it i wouldn't classify that as a training exercise or a you know touch and go because he's not approaching at for a final landing in the direction that it was flying towards you you know what i mean so i'm with you i could go either way you know what i mean it's it's 50 50 Gotta yeah. come at it from all angles, my friend. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. Rationalize it first. And if that fills in everything perfectly, then, you know, it is what it is. But if there's the weird little variance, then that's when you start, you know, letting your mind explore a little bit. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking with it, too. Because when I first saw it, like I said, so close to the airport, oh, it's just a plane. But then I didn't see all the other lights. And then it flew right over and it didn't make a sound. Like, no sound whatsoever. Hmm. So that's I was like, oh, maybe it's a stealth bomber. But why would that be flying over South Bend? <laughs> well, believe it or not, stealth stealth bombers and stealth fighters still make. Uh, you will hear them if they're that low and that you know that close to you. Uh, same with an A10. A lot of people are like, oh, the A10 so quiet because it's twin twin turbines on the back. They're they're not a jet. But even when you see them, like they used to come up towards where I live, because uh, I'm north of Harris, kind of like northeast of Harrisburg. They used to have them down in Harrisburg at the uh, reserves. And every now and again, you know, even f- far away, you'd still hear the slight, you know what I mean? And I don't know. But if you're in a car, I don't know if you would hear that. Yeah. And my car, I mean, it ain't it ain't quiet and you can you'll hear my window rattle from the wind but <laughs> but still i mean when it's only like 150 feet 200 feet above or at least that's what i perceived the height as you still think you would hear that yeah. whistle well do you want to wrap there do you want to do you have anything else you want to to share or what you're might be looking into or what adventure you might be going on next uh well, I mean, I'm on vacation. I just got actually hour before I started talking with you guys. I just got a little vacation getaway in Traverse City. Uh, so, plan on spending the day 
doing stuff. But then my boss is camping not too far away, and he said he's for skinwalkers. <laughs> Ooh. So, so I'm like, I ain't gonna look for skinwalkers, but I, I do know there's been a lot of uh, squatch sightings in the Manistee Forest. Dogman too. Yeah, yeah I don't want to run into no dogman, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I might go down there and go hiking and see if I see anything. That sounds like fun. You have to keep me posted on that. I've been doing some research on a uh, dogman in that area. Not that you want to encounter a dogman. But if anything seems off and weird, I would love the information. <laughs> uh, you'll be the first to know. <laughs> well, Riley, thank you for, for coming on. Uh, our first fan to come on, our number one fan. Uh, we gave you a shout out last week on the show, and here you are. Uh, thank you for your time, your stories. Man, uh, wish we had more time to like pick them apart and really go go deep into them maybe that's something you can come back on and we can do in the future and just have some more fun that sounds perfectly good to me you, you come back can... with some more research on our end too yeah i'll make sure to dive on my end too that way we got it. but yeah thank you guys for having me on um like you said it big fan i love what you guys got going on it's it's different i mean still covering same topics and stuff but there ain't nobody that has the humor like you guys in this and I, that, that's what makes it too is you guys are funnier than hell. hey we try you don't Actually, know how much we really appreciate try. i'm just half retarded so <laughs> hey, me too buddy me too <laughs> we don't know how much we appreciate the kind words man and yeah. honor, honestly man the pleasure is all ours like tumbling. If we wouldn't be doing this show if it wasn't for people like you listening man so like you're the reason the show's progressing. So honestly, pleasure's all ours, and thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you, guys. Uh, looking forward to seeing y'all at Bigfoot and Brewers next year. Yes, sir. Going to try and make a mini vacation out of it. Oh, there's a lot to do. Yeah, there is a lot to do around here. We'll uh, extra pack up the booth too. Uh, last time I didn't come super prepared, so all I had was flyers. When we come back next year, believe you me, we'll have some T-shirts. Uh, we'll have. We we're talking about earlier in the show about a collab design that's being made by Crypto Theology. Shout out to them again. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some of those on our table. So if anybody's looking out and comes to Bigfoot and Brews next year, expect that you'll get to see that awesome collab design there. It'll be released way before then, but we'll definitely have that included at our table next year. Hell yeah. Well, we got to thank our guest for coming in. Uh, what an awesome, awesome uh, rundown of stories that we had. So if you want to be a guest or just contribute to the show in any way that you you know might be beneficial you know get a hold of us you know send us an email hit us up on instagram you know you can send a, a 30 second maybe a minute long voice clip of just some random encounter that you had we can play it on the air if you want your voice changed shane my man he can do that because he's got the technology that i don't we and have the technology he does <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah, and if there's any sponsors out there, like uh, our Crypto Theology team up, uh, he's not really a sponsor, but uh, more of a, a collab. But hey, hit us up. We'll we'll be glad to uh, to do any type of business with with anybody as long as you don't support the uh, uh, the New World Order. I guess I know it's <laughs> not the 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 topic for for our little show, but hey, you know we we got to keep it real. 
And uh, also, um, don't forget to uh, like, subscribe, share, you know, stuff that we say all the time. It helps us grow. And uh, we need more people like Riley, who uh, was, was just an awesome guest and a fan. And, you know, big shout out to him the first time on a podcast. So, you know, he, I think he did pretty good for, for being a first timer. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, eventually he, he was saying before the show that he uh, wants to start his own show. So, you know, keep an eye out for that. And I'm sure that we'll give him a shout out on the show if he ever goes to do that. So if you enjoyed his conversation, just know that there might be some stuff in the works coming from his end also. And uh, on the other side of anything, um, you know how we do the deep dives, we do the listener stuff here, we do the interviews with different researchers. Um, if anybody has a topic that they would like discussed on the show, or if they have a guest that they would like to see on the show, also hit us up on social media. You can email us, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, let us know, man. Give us any kind of feedback that you have on the show, because that's the only way the show will grow and adapt and become exactly what you guys want to hear. So you guys have just as much of a contributing factor in the show as we do to shape it into what it needs to be. That being said, also, if you'd like to email us, quick and easy email. It's uh, bizarreencounters at outlook.com. And uh, if you want to find any link, literally any link that we've mentioned today, I'm going to say it again. It's all on our link tree. Uh, it's down in the show description. And also, if you just want to hear it verbally, it's uh, L-I-N-K-T-R period E-E slash Bizarre Encounters. That being said, I've been Shane. I'm Ghost. And make sure you stay bizarre. Bizarre.